Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today, it is the 1st of April, 2022. On today's show, taking a look back at the week that was in Nationals spring training. Uh, some news on, well, Cade Cavalli, the news is how bad he was the other day. We'll talk about that. But there is some news about who the Nationals will be facing on opening day 2022, which is going to be pretty exciting for Nationals fans. It's some sad news for Mets fans. All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Before we get going, a few notes. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. You guys can do so at LO underscore Nationals. And follow me personally at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. And now, obviously, you see us here on YouTube. So uh, we'll work to the Cade Cavalli news here in a second. But the big news that we've got coming out right now, and it does affect the Nationals, although it is Mets-related news. I'll read from Jeff Passan here of ESPN on Twitter. He says, New York Mets right-hander Jacob deGrom will miss the opening day after uh, imaging showed a stress reaction in his right scapula, sources tell ESPN. While a timetable for deGrom's return is unclear, he's expected to miss a significant amount of time to start 2022. It's a story at ESPN. He says, also, for now, DeGrom will be shut down a month before he starts throwing again. After a month, the Mets will take a look at the area again and reevaluate where he is and what the right course of action is going forward. Wish this were April Fool's joke, but no, this the positive, no damage to the muscles, tendons, or ligaments in the shoulder, which is a profoundly complicated joint prone to all sorts of problems. DeGrom's is, uh, DeGrom's is limited to the bone, not good, certainly not as bad as it could have been. So there you go. There's the news. First of all, I want to say this. Um, I've seen some, you know, not Nationals fans out there, but I'm sure there are some of them. Uh, we, you know, do not be that person on Twitter who's a dick being like, good, to, you know, like, oh, uh, decent for us, good for us. Like, that can be part of the acknowledged, uh, acknowledged facts, right? This is a, um, this, this was something that will benefit uh, the Braves, the Phillies, the Nationals, the Marlins, in terms of not having to see the best pitcher go every sing- uh, every fifth day. The sad part is that as a sport, we lose the best pitcher currently going every fifth day. Now, you could say, hey, look, he's probably not the best anymore. He doesn't go every fifth day. That's a fair argument. That's actually a very fair argument. But uh, for a guy who is as good as DeGrom is when he does pitch, the best in the game when he does pitch, that's just my opinion. I'm sure some of you guys out there disagree it sucks uh once again no it's a divisional foe know that he's you know an important a really important guy for that team but we should all just say this do not be that dude on twitter or in the group chats being like that's good news like yes it is helpful for your team when player x goes why uh you know if you were a kansas fan this weekend you'd be like great news justin moore is injured he tore his achilles or hurt his achilles and he's not playing no it sucks uh this guy wants to be out there it's just like steven strasburg wants to be out there. It sucks for both of them. 
We want to see those guys out there. I want to see the best of the game pitch, right? You, you know, we like to avoid them some weekends, you know, oh, good, we don't have DeGrom. But it's not at the expense of a guy being injured and one of the best players our sport has, right? I'm sure, uh, you know, like it's, you know, the other way around, you might say, well, Braves fans, whatever, will be a really great, really happy if they don't have to see Juan Soto. No, the, our sport is better for it when the best play. There's a reason why that I think a lot of us are annoyed at how things work for service time. It's because it does not allow our best players to play. It disincentivizes that. So a lot of people talking on Twitter recently saying, oh, cuts are happening. Great to see major league ready guys being sent down. Uh, we don't like that. And we don't like missing guys due to injury. It's part of the game, obviously not saying this is a built in excuse for the Mets, but let's not lament this as some kind of positive that the, that the best pitcher in baseball when he does pitch is not pitching for right now. Now, on the other side, it does open up a pretty cool scenario, all right? Let's just acknowledge this for what it is. It sucks to Grom is hurt, but this is going to open up a really awesome, awesome situation. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Max Scherzer is on track to pitch opening day now. Well, on track, this would be the logical choice, I would say. Max Scherzer is the logical uh, logical choice next week, next week to pitch on the 7th at 4.05 Eastern time at Nationals Park when the Nationals take on the New York Mets. Uh, now, Max Scherzer clearly now not wearing a Nationals jersey. But what this does is, so we, we talked about the Apple TV Plus situation, right? Games on Apple TV Plus. And that would happen on Friday night. The Mets and Nationals are playing on Apple TV Plus at, let me just say 7.05, 7.05 Eastern time on Friday night. Um, that was Max Scherzer's start. That that was going to be his start, we think. No longer. He is now going to be where he belongs on national, well, not national television, on television. For those of us who are in the areas, uh, like I am in Masson, uh, it'll be on Masson for us, on SNY of the New Yorkers, and on ESPN Plus. For those of you around the country, that's where this game can be found nationally. It's going to be there. And uh, I am, I for one, I'm really excited to see Max Scherzer return. It better be a bunch of you all. Once again, if you're going to the game, I hope you all have a great time. Stand up and make sure you clap your asses off for uh, a guy who gave the Nationals everything and then some. And then you may root against him and, and hope that you know and hope that the uh, uh, the, that the the Nats put up a bunch of runs on him and hope that the Nats get the job done. But um, you know, it's going to be cool on opening day to see that. Uh, Max Scherzer's back. And look, you know, these two teams normally play on opening day. So this might not be the last time that we see these two teams come together on opening day. It might not be the last, or it's not gonna be the last time we see them come together, but it might not be the last time that we see Max Scherzer at Nats Park on opening day for the Mets. So um, I, I will say that that is something that, you know, bad situation with DeGrom being hurt. Sure, a lot of you fans out there are excited to see him, excited to see how Patrick Corbin look, who, who's also on track right now to be the opening day starter. But this is the reality, and it's also now a cool reality, right? The opening day, Nats Park, Max is back, where he belongs on that bump. Uh, different team, but it's going to be cool to see. And once again, you guys heard me, you know, a, a lot of you are new and glad you guys are now joining us, but I went to some Nats games last year after the trade and it was cool. They left up now, you know, whether it's laziness or not, they left up the Max Scherzer eyes that are out, I think in right center is where they are kind of on a, on a pole to just, you know, uh, if you're looking, if you look right of the scoreboard, um, you'll see that Max Scherzer eyes. Now I believe it's probably down. It's obviously down now, 
But um, whether it was apathy or they intentionally did it, I thought it was cool to see because that's a guy who gave so much uh, to this franchise. And and um, it'll be cool to see him back out there once again on the hill against the Nationals. All right, quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about Cade Cavalli. Rough outing for him the other day. But first, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at Built.com. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein uh, have Built Bars, so they're a healthy alternative to candy bars. So make sure you guys check out Built Bar uh, today. they got a bunch of flavors, and especially if you like chocolate, this is the protein bar for you. All right, friends. So I have been betting against the Nationals literally all spring training. I mean, uh, well, not literally all of it, but like ever since they were one and two after the Astros game, I've been pretty consistently betting against them. Spring training odds are usually in your favor. I got bitten last night. That was the last time I got bitten or the first time I've gotten bitten really since I've done it. The Nationals put up a really impressive, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight game losing streak. That was really capitalized by a 29 to 8 loss. Two things happened in this game. Um, let's go to actually, just for the sake of being consistent, let's go to the first thing that happened in chronological order. The Nationals give up 26 hits in this game, 29 runs, 15 in the eighth. Um, now, 15 in the eighth, you might say, oh, that's really bad. Well, I wonder who was, you know, who was in the hill at that point. Let us not look past the four innings, 12 hits. 10 runs, all earned, three walks, two Ks by Anibal Sanchez. They're going to bring this dude back to pitch. You all have heard me. And for those of you who are new, because I've heard this phrase before, every podcast is somebody's first. Look, I know, I know that people really liked what happened, uh, you know, with Anibal's, uh, the bullpen he threw in front of anybody, whatever training session he had. I do not like it when guys' ages go up and their numbers go down in terms of productivity. This is why I was against John Lester. And I might say, Josh, John Lester turned into Lane Thomas. They flipped him as an asset. John Lester was not good last year. They got very lucky that they were able to flip John Lester into an asset. Um, and I did not find him to be much of a stopgap because he really did not get that deep into ballgames. The Nationals last year, 3-5 and five with a 5.02 ERA in 16 starts and 75 innings pitched. Now, 502 is not awful, but they did not let him go long enough for things to get completely horrible. It put the pen in bad spots. It put the, you know, just in, um, so if your starting's in bad spots, it puts your pen in bad spots, your pen in's bad spots, not going to go well. I don't want to see that happen again. And I get it. He looked good. Uh, you know, things can happen. A year out of baseball might have helped. But you look back to that 20 uh, 18 season, 2.83 ERA, 24 starts. National season back in 2019, uh, 3.85. 2020, all right, 11 starts, 6.62. It was the struggle bus, my friends. That came back. And you might say, well, he could be an aberration. He might, might pitch well again. He's 38. He's 38. So, um, you know, father time in athletics sometimes tells us all. This is why I love the fact that Ryan Zimmerman got to step away. Now, I'm not on his own terms. I'm not knocking Anibal necessarily for trying to come back. Good for him. But for the Nationals, for a team that put as much stress as they did on their bullpen last year, ask yourself, is this really the best solution for one of your five starters? Is this really the way that you want to carry this thing moving forward? 
I don't, I really, I was against this when it happened. People have been talking it up just a little bit, but Steven Strasburg's on the men right now. Corbin Gray Sanchez uh, are guys who could be slotted to make starts. Eric Fetty you're waiting for right now, who is day to day, according to ESPN. Obviously Joe Ross is coming back. Paulo Espino give you some flexibility. Uh, the, the Perez kid they got, uh, they've optioned him to AAA. So it looks like it's going to be Sanchez. I think he might get that spot, but hopefully when things pan out and everybody's healthy again, they're going to be able to actually field a pretty competitive – well, the hope is they field a competitive group. I just don't know if, if I see a guy uh, – if I see a guy right now in Anibal Sanchez that helps his group be competitive because last year it d- didn't feel very competitive. It didn't feel great. Having to fill in all those spots and other trades too, but it was not a competitive rotation. And I, I, I once again, I feel like Anibal Sanchez was not a move that puts you in the direction – of being competitive. It was a cheat move that works. Maybe at third base that works. Maybe at left field slash second base, D strange Gordon, whatever does not work every fifth day. When you got a starter out there, you're just praying to God, hoping those fingers are crossed, whatever to happen. Right. I know it sounds, well, Hey, the everyday players, those guys play more. Yeah. They're also in lineups with there's other people around them. Right. Uh, when it's pitcher, it's just you pitch after pitch, after pitch, after pitch. It is just you unless they go to the pen. And they went to the pen far too early last year, especially when John Lester made starts. John Lester, Anibal Sanchez, similar ages. That's all I'm saying. That, that, that's just what I want to avoid for the Nationals at all costs. All right, one more quick break, and we'll get to the real story. Cade Cavalli getting shelled. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It's number one source for all your betting and sports action needs. They've got baseball futures, baseball lines daily. Basketball, both college and pro, Final Four coming y'all's way this weekend. Football futures. Uh, they've got Formula One, NASCAR, UFC, boxing. Odds for all of those things. Go check them out at BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, so also a feature of this 29-8 to game, which the Nationals uh, got killed. And now they did come back and rally the next night and get a win against the Mets, but great. They've won two games. They're two and 10 now in spring training. Uh, Cade Cavalli, two and a third, eight hits, uh, 10 runs uh, earned, two Ks. So he had looked so sharp all spring. I was able to catch a little bit of this game. Uh, thank God to the you know nefarious means to, to catch it because all the games are not on Masson. Um this this was this was tough. I did not catch this part of it. I was able to listen to it. They left him out there. They let they let him they let him struggle through it. And uh, they, you know, I, I spoke, misspoke the other day when I said that they're, they were going to do something different for him for this this situation. They decided to have him come into the game, and and they knew he was going to pitch right after uh, coming to the game at some point and pitch after Sanchez got the start or whatever. Um, and it just went really poorly. The good news, he's twenty three, right? And this kind of puts the brakes on this whole conversation that we've been having about Cade Cavalli being in the rotation, right? This team does need pitching help. I a hundred percent agree. Um, I, I, you know, let me find the Pekin Nationals 28 man that we've read the other day from uh, this. Let's see. This article was from Jessica Camerata over at, Oh, here it is. Uh, MLB.com. And so just to remind you all of, of where we're at, this, this was her prediction for the pitching, uh, starting pitching. Corbin, Gray, Fetty, Sanchez, Rogers. All right. Those guys are there. Um, you know, the other options that we mentioned when it comes to starting pitching, 
is they've got guys like Espino, right? That's somebody that we've talked about there. Uh, obviously, Cade Cavalli, after some nice performances, got thrown into the mix. All right, that, that's kind of where things were, were trending that way. Think about Joe Ross coming back. So Strasburg coming back, right? That That's kind of what you think about these guys moving towards 2022. or moving into 2022. I said that, that's kind of where the rotation's at. It felt like Cavalli had a chance to crack it. We f- I still feel very strongly he'll be at the end of the year. This is the good reality check. He needs to go down to AAA. He struggled in AAA last year, all right? The spring, it was good for him, mostly positive. This was, I think, the nice reality check that we need to make sure the Nationals did not throw him into a situation where he would falter. Ryan Finkelstein of Lockdown Mets, he and I had this conversation the other day. You got nothing to lose, so why not struggle now? Yes, partially. But the Nationals, I'm not sure they're in a healthy enough spot to foster Cade Cavalli's development because you might bring him up and you might say, eh, we need to bring him down, but – who do you have that you're going to, you know, you're going to get killed if you put somebody awful into the rotation and you send Cavalli back down to AAA. It's just not something to me that makes a lot of sense right now. Um, and I still didn't feel the same. I still did not feel that it made sense a few days ago. I, that's not, I, I was not in a spot where I thought Cavalli should have been in the rotation. Now, once again, decent performances, but this was one that put him back to earth. He got shelled, man. And I, I will say the comments that he made afterwards, I saw, I think Jess Doherty from Washington Post had said this, uh, you know, he said, I think it was either him. Yeah, I, think, I believe it was him. And, you know, people were doing the tiptoeing near his locker. And he's like, guys, it's fine. I had a bad day. Love that. Love that. He said, come ask me questions. It's a bad day. It's happened. It's good perspective. All things are good. You get rocked sometimes, man. It happens. All right? It happens. So don't panic on the Cade Cavalli situation. I'd be more concerned. And it's one star. I'd be more concerned about what happened to Anibal Sanchez. That's the, because that's that's something that we've seen before. We saw that all of 2020 all-star team made. That's concerning to me. Uh, that, that's the one that I, I'd, be, I'd be worried about. All right, some quick thoughts on how guys have been doing in spring training right now. Um, so Lane Thomas is is two for 26. I know some defense stuff people aren't loving, but 269 batting average, 367 on base. I mean, this is, you know, did better in a smaller sample size last year, but still loving what we're seeing uh, so far. D Strange Gordon, man, 10 for 25. You know, I wasn't sure I wanted them to make the team. I think he's going to make the team. I think at this point of the spring training, I think what he's done second base left field, some flexibility, you know, the left field is Lane Thomas's, but there's still some more flexibility in that outfield guy who's fast. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to have himself uh, some opportunities here. One Soto six for 18. What else do I have to say? Three He's got 500 on base. Uh, he's driven in five runs. He's hit two homers. Uh, this looks exactly like the player that we know. You might say small sample size, check the large sample size friends. We all know what this kid is about. He's still very much just a kid, uh, in my opinion. All right, so D, D. Gordon is there. Lane Thomas is there as two guys. I like what they've been doing here uh, so far. Andrew Stevenson's four for 16, so that's, you know, nice. Seems like Michael Franco is probably going to have his chance. Adrianza has not been great uh, so far. Um, it's one of the guys who had the most at-bats and really this you know, sub-30 at-bats. Nelson Cruz is two for 26, so he obviously is off to a rough start, but I wouldn't be too worried about that. Josh Bell off to a rough start as well. So uh, those are kind of the early returns, but nothing, once again, I would get too worried about, too concerned about, think too much about. Uh, the Lane Thomas one is just, that's what I'm watching the closest, all right? Um, 
you know, the, the thing that is most important right now, uh, we're watching this very close, uh, you know, is, is Lane Thomas. Like this is a season where we want to see if some of those guys they got in those trades are worth their salt, right? Well, they weren't worth salt before, but last season they showed us something nice. So, all right. So are these guys that we can retain? I made the analogy. It's like picking up a, you get a handful of, of sand with rocks in it, all right? Pull your fingers apart. See what sand falls through, what rocks are remaining. You know, weed, weed it out, whatever you want to use the term. That's kind of what I'm looking at here. And Lane Thomas, somebody I'm looking at. So that's an encouraging start to the spring, at least on offense for him. We'll see if it carries over next week. As we're less than one week away, six days away as, as we are right now, uh, actually less than six. It's 4.30 Eastern time as I'm recording this on Friday afternoon. So less than six days away from the beginning of the Nationals season. Uh, all right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, follow the show wherever you guys get your podcasts and on YouTube now as well. Hope you all enjoy your weekend.